in time for our next podcast. Keep See on trekking. Oh, oops, I was too early. While Paul will edit that, damn it. Hi, I'm Abby. I'm Paul. And I'm Chelsea, and welcome to 3 to Beam Up. And this week we're talking uh, episode 66 by Any Other Name. now watched this episode and i still have no memory of it whatsoever <laughs> yeah i'm kind of in the same boat um you are not wrong either of you <laughs> but it feels like a more memorable episode than that right like it feels like it should be but i was watching it and the whole time i kept waiting for something to like jog my memory and be like yeah see you've watched this before and nothing ever did yeah uh, yeah agreed agreed the only thing that, like, I thought I should remember specifically was the salt cubes. Yeah, turn like, them into cubes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and that's been, that's been, like, in pop culture other places. And I'm like, have I just ignored it? Have I just, like, I don't, this episode was blocked completely. No memory. I don't even know. Maybe I didn't watch it before. I don't even know anymore. It's not a bad. It's it's a good episode. I I actually come out and say it's a um, decent episode. Like it's, a it's pretty not solid. Bad. I agree. It's it has a, a lot of solid these, episode. It has a lot of these tropes that get mined in lots and lots of other places too. Yeah. Um, including yeah. a handful of TNG episodes, but also other series. You know, the other non-Trek series. Squid okay. monsters the- learn how to be human, and it's not it's yeah. not unheard of in sci-fi. <laughs> Yeah, I should have looked up what that exact... There's a TNG that kind of exactly mirrors this. That's what, maybe like a season four or five? Where the three yeah. aliens, one of them traps uh, Picard on a planet, right? And then there's the one that tries to fight with Worf. Oh, um, I don't remember this yeah. at all. Yeah, it's a, that's another good episode too. But yeah, Kirk is... Huh. Or not Kirk. Uh, Picard is trapped on a planet, and but they're not really trapped. Um I have vague memories. Wait, this one not ringing a bell either? Anyway. Man. Uh, But, I mean, also the premise is, like, pretty solid. And it's something that, like, I feel like we should have remembered because there's the distress call. There's the hostile aliens with, of course, the power to freeze them. Like, why didn't I remember the freezing? Yeah, all of this, it's all really unique. There's a lot of unique ideas in here. And a lot of good ideas and a lot of, like, good sci-fi of the time. Um, Including these, like, this... The fact that they come on a generation ship, right? And then they, mm-hmm. they plan to go back on a generation ship um, is, like, cool ideas, right? They have a lot of cool ideas in this. Um, there are some weird ones. Um, but I think a lot of the weird ideas are things where they call back on canon. Like the um, the barrier at the edge of the galaxy. Um, yeah. Okay, I, I love didn't, that. I, I, love I enjoyed that. a lot uh, there that part where like there's a barrier at the edge of the galaxy and Kirk was like yeah, sunglasses. We've yeah, we've been there. <laughs> we've been there. <laughs> but like you know, I love that because I love any intertextual reference. And th- so that was one. And then there was another reference. I don't know if you guys caught this. Memory um, Alpha did. Okay, I did not check my Alpha, but it was uh, to to like something with Spock, like doing so- like some sort of mind meld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, was that yeah. real or was that fake? There were two 
This episode references two previous episodes. It references Where No Man Has Gone Before and Taste of Armageddon. Those were the two references that Memory Alpha listed that th- that we actually pretended that this show remembers where it's yeah. been. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, so is the mind meld in... Taste of Armageddon, right? Taste of Armageddon, yeah. I think Wait, so. so did Kirk not go to the edge of... Oh, no, that's the first that's Star the, Trek episode. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, my bad. Yeah, bad. yeah that's where I was, no uh, yeah, yeah. I was thinking of the Pike episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, that checks. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. So so that is a real mind meld. Okay, well, yes. I will say that even, like, I, I, like, like, and I love Trek. Like, I had, like, I did not fully catch that. So, so cool. Yeah, that must, I mean, that must rank this as one of the episodes that has the most references to other Trek in it. Seriously, because they they really love to forget yeah, yeah. that they've done stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're you're correct. Um, I did love that backdrop. I also love the set. Uh, like it's an indoor set, but it's kind of complicated with like those red plants and the rocks and the weird trees everywhere. It was a decent soundstage. I they I was I made a note that I thought they still had like a budget in this episode. Oh, they had a pond, an indoor pond. Yeah. It was, it was, it looks pretty cool. That planet was pretty cool. I wouldn't have wanted to leave that planet. It seemed It was rad. pretty cool. Do you want to talk about the, um, jumpsuits? I, sure. I do like, I mean, uh, staying on the planet, right? I like the idea that they are, they have that idea, like I said, of the generational ship of this hatred of open spaces, which you would expect. Um, mm. that they were born in uh, space, yeah. that they spent their whole life on a ship, um, and they express that disdain of like this place is too open like that that tracks a lot with this mm-hmm. what their culture should be like right yeah mm-hmm. it does but i we want that it. blue jumpsuit <laughs> i the boob holder one yeah, two questions <laughs> i do because like the dudes all have normal jumpsuits and <laughs> they're not used to being human so you would think they would just be like, mm, just all the jumpsuits look the same because no, who cares? They're for they're for you know function. Right. So I was confused why the women's <laughs> jumpsuits were like backless and mostly sleeveless and constructed and in a very yeah. Like I was just like, I don't understand. Like you still could have had like a feminine silhouette with those jumpsuits. Without making them like hypersexualized, Ridiculous. I like like it was just kind of like just I was just thinking about all of like the fashion tape that that poor woman was in that like was I'm sure chafing her skin. Well, <laughs> like, yeah, and, and you notice how she never really moved like a lot. No, she I'm sure she couldn't. I'm sure her boobs would pop out immediately. Like yeah, she stood like this and yeah. then like to lift her arms up to kiss like like she like did the robot. She was arms. really <laughs> careful. Yeah, because I'm sure she had to be. Oh my gosh, yeah. I just those kinds of costumes like while they look pretty interesting, like functionally they make no sense to me. And I'm just like I I mean, I guess going for the aesthetic instead of function is a choice but for these aliens it doesn't make a lot of sense as a choice i (laughs) agree but i did like her purple rain boots yeah yeah. her boots were cool (laughs) the boots were cool because i I, I was just like let's just use rain boots (laughs) i didn't dislike the costuming the they looked really cool it's just oh yeah you're right you're right yeah form over function i'm always just kind of like but would that be right though Not really. It's fine. They looked cool. I loved them. I really want to wear that that blue jumpsuit, but I know it's impossible to wear. I'd get cold. I'd get so cold. 
You have to be in like the sunny Caribbean on a Star Trek cruise. I, I guess so, but yeah. Speaking of, if the Star yeah. Trek cruise wants to sponsor us, just just throwing it out there that that's fine. Our trolling for sponsorship is really going well. <laughs> it has not worked out for us. I still can't believe someone from Pepperidge Farm has not gotten back to us. It's upsetting. Anyway. It is. Uh, <laughs> Well, while we're on costumes, um, the belts, I want that little box that would solve a lot of my problems, uh, just like in general, Free, being able be, to freeze people. It would be better if like they couldn't see or hear you while they were frozen, so you could just like kind of disappear and walk away. Like, that would be kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, You'd like that one. It I was would. unclear at the beginning of like what... So the first time they freeze Kirk, he's like frozen there, but he's still moving his eyes. Right, like conspicuously. Yeah, 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 so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then it's yeah, it's very unclear of like, can they still they can still sense things, I suppose, while it's happening. But um, yeah, they don't dwell on it, which is a good one. <laughs> <They're just> like, <laughs> they like yeah, correct. It interrupts. I think uh, I should have pulled up the line, but it was something about interrupting voluntary motor neurons or something. Um, <laughs> It's like, well, whatever. Okay. It's um, fine. It doesn't matter. Your eyes are mostly, still, but... mostly, they just needed the Bond villain monologue and yeah. they needed to be still for it. Yep. And yeah. yeah. Okay. I, it's, it's kind of one of those where I wish they had just said something um, like, yeah, we have this thing that freezes you. Don't worry, our tech's more advanced than yours. And just like, <laughs> you know, yeah, said, don't, don't explain worry about it. it. Just, just, it's fine. I agree, but I will say these aliens are super competent. I liked that the first thing they did when they froze them was took their weapons and tricorders and communicators. I was like, that's exactly what I would have done. And then they immediately, they've already boarded the ship and taken it over and turned, like, they're about to turn everyone into a salt cube. They freeze them all. Like, poor Scotty didn't even have a chance to defend them. Yeah, I mean, they're efficient. They're they're assholes, but they're efficient. (laughs) They're just kind of like, no, we've already, I, I do enjoy that, like, the Bond monologue is just kind of like, here's what we're going to do. And by the way, we've already done it, so it's too late. <laughs> that was my favorite part. It's better than a regular Bond monologue, where they're like, here's my plan in intricate detail, and now you're going to have a chance to stop it. <laughs> um... I will say I I'm with you that I forgot the about their um them changing into the bodies. Is that used in into an, in another Star Trek TOS though? I don't well I mean there's like the um the consciousness balls at one point where okay, they yeah, yeah, like yeah. take over Scotty and no not Scotty, uh, Spock and Kirk and Rand question mark Christine question mark whoever they take over and like they aren't used they're used to being consciousness and not humans so there's that one okay so yeah so it's only a couple times though yeah yeah it's not a lot but it does happen i think i think and i don't think this is the first and only time it may be the first time but i don't think it's the only time where there's like aliens who like have to deal with human emotions and can't handle it yeah so in tos though is that the is that the case because again i'm I'm thinking of that tng (laughs) episode but I'm not sure. I feel like there's other times, but I don't. I don't remember, and my my brain is yeah, just cheese, so I don't. I don't know anymore. Uh, I would like to discuss uh, 
Spock's mind melding oh my God. through a rock. <laughs> this is not the first time that Spock has had space powers, and we like we do not understand the extent of them. I just was under the impression I did again, I didn't remember this episode at all. And I was under the impression that like physical contact was necessary for a mind meld. But I apparently swear. You so can I, do it through rocks. I think there's another episode where he does this. Yeah, no, this is what we were referencing, right? This is Taste of Armageddon. Um, yeah. But I, oh, I yeah, think, we talked about this. Yeah. Um, Swiss cheese brain. This is me. <laughs> no, I, I think they're... And again, they're at least referencing canon. Um, but the idea that for a full mind meld, you have to be in contact, but he could, like, subtlety... Mess with? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not something that gets held in Vulcan canon, I think. For, well, and ever, it works but... not well, and it like only kind of like their escape attempt that first time only mildly works. Like it's yeah. like they were waiting for them to try it. Yeah, <laughs> like they don't it even get like twenty feet away from the cave entrance. Like it's the worst escape attempt of all time. <laughs> well, it, it is really case, might be. It is the case that like they wouldn't set up camp or like the the commander wouldn't be like miles away or something if they had no. a cave that was their prison they would probably be standing right outside of it so um yeah i kind of was wondering why they didn't like because they had that device so like i thought they it would have been a better plan to stay in the cave and have spock do like he said he was wanted yeah. to look at the device right like they should have just stayed in prison and and pretended like nothing was wrong it, it is great writing to be fair um right it's a lot better writing than you see in a lot of these places because um, right, that structure, that like A then B then C structure, is kind of boring. And and this this structure of like they come up with a plan and then A and then B doesn't work, so then C or like C because of B's failure, um, is is a lot more interesting writing. Um, yeah, I mean, but you know, <laughs> it's a okay. better it's better, yeah. Okay, we got to continue with this discussion because how do the aliens in the very next scene know to kill the red shirts? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just something everyone knows, like, like deep across down galaxies. in their souls. Like, they just, they have this moral imperative built in. Red bad, kill red. <laughs> Although I was, I actually was really surprised they killed the female the officer. I was too. Yeah, I, was I thought actually for sure it was going to be legitimately the man. surprised. I did too, especially because he had been kind of aggressive already. So yeah. I was like, oh, they're going to kill him. Like it's that's how that's going to work. And then I was like, oh, oh, they did not. <laughs> that <laughs> was Yao men. They do I some good general- work though too, right? Of like, oh yeah, you care about it. Um, which yeah, is not always the case with the red shirt. She's adorable. I mean, okay. So it, Kirk had already like sexually condescended but... to her and that was like over the top. But the way she gets like the wide eyes and was like, Captain, like what kind of people are they? You're like, oh, honey. <laughs> like, uh... No, her her physicality wasn't bad, but her line readings were awkward. I, yes. I was not impressed. Um <laughs> <laughs> Like it was, it was, she was stiff and it was, it was not great, but like, yeah, I was surprised though that they killed her. Not gonna lie. I agree. agree. So, okay. So that's their first plan. Their first plan is to um, like escape and that doesn't work. So then the second plan is Spock getting sick. Right? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. They get sent up to the ship and Christine (laughs) Christine Chapel is like, why are you doing this? And And Bones is just like, shut up. (laughs) <laughs> <It's> fine. 
Okay, I looked up what stokeling is in in the mythological world of Star Trek. It's, it's a vitamin. Vitamin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I figured that it was something like he was ordering saline or something. You know, something basically that, would that was nothing. pretty much it. Yep. It's pretty much it. And yeah, and that's why Christy Chapel is just like, what are we doing? <laughs> but again, like when he's like like uh like commenting on Spock's physiology after he uh goes into like the trance, for the last time, Bones, just read your pamphlet oh, on yeah. Vulcan physiology. <laughs> like you are he refuses. CMO. Yeah. He refuses. He will not do that whole Like work. he has a Vulcan it, under his care. It's it not is even... at this point irresponsible. <laughs> And it's not even like something that would be out there. It, it, no, <laughs> Spock is kind of implying that this is how he sleeps. Yeah, right? like, <laughs> yeah. Yes, you are absolutely. Right. I'm just like, oh my god. But and like, it's medical misconduct by this point mm-hmm. in this series. Okay, but I will say I, that whole scene I thought was pretty ridiculous. But Spock's Leonard Nimoy's acting like saved it. Like, like, like his oh, soliloquy yeah. with like the images that like appear in his mind. Like the dialogue was was not great, but he like man, like I was compelled. It is because Leonard Nimoy is brilliant. <laughs> like he was born for this role. Like he is so perfect in it. It is like he so rarely missteps. It is yep. impressive. I think there is some good dialogue in this episode, though. Too, um, there's there's some weird lines here and there, but by and large, um, I think the dialogue's pretty well written i agree um, i think the only weird really where the part only weird parts that struck me were like spock soliloquies oh um and then like kirk's weird delivery of the shakespeare line with like the crushing of the flower <laughs> like it was just so overacted i, I was like was, I, can't. I thought that i thought that was good i thought that that um sure i think it was overacted sure but i think it was a good way to sell his feeling of desperation in that moment mm-hmm. right that he has this idea and he's not even putting in the effort to kind of get it all the way out um i thought it was good i thought it was I, good. I couldn't it fits with kirk it fits with kirk i least. just i uh, yeah i could not and that is always overacted but yeah i it's, also when we talk about spock like making himself like meditate like i did really enjoy that it will take me a moment to prepare and then promptly just mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, I don't know if you guys have seen of of the many Star Trek memes, the what that one of Spock falling over and Bones' expression, if you put it in slow motion, is this. It's like the best grimace, and it's all over the internet. You should look it up. I look at that. It's great a lot. for our for our audio. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this audio video. <laughs> you guys here. Okay, dear listeners, I know you could not see my grimace, but look up on the internet that meme, and you will be rewarded. <laughs> so I, I will say in terms of I'm, I'm trying to think of like what happens next and maybe you want to get back to the ship right well but to they, the get, of they this all episode, get up to the ship and like Spock finally kind of is trying to do stuff with Scotty they're in Mad Bay they're trying to figure out what they can do and they're just like you know what we might have to blow up the ship and then here's here's a thing I have a question about they tell Kirk here we've rigged the ship to blow up because mm-hmm. we've been invaded. There is no other option at this point. We can't get to the controller thing. Yep. We can't do all the stuff. We have to blow up the ship. And Kirk is so over the top horrified mm-hmm. by this idea. Mm-hmm. Like he's never tried to blow up the ship before to intimidate and, some right. aliens. <laughs> and he <laughs> like, has almost blown up the ship like six times. Several times. Mm-hmm. Like, so I, I think the argument would be that Kirk has used it as a bluff in the past, right? 
Um, and Kirk has successfully used it as a bluff a number of times. Um, and this maybe highlights the fact that it was a bluff and, and that um, he's not bluffing here, right? This wouldn't be a bluff. He would just tell Scotty, press the button, and then the ship explodes. Um, there's no there's no using this to pressure the aliens like because the aliens one, don't know about it. That one time, like, like um, they get down to like five seconds, like six seconds, and like it's yeah, yeah, irreversible at five seconds. <laughs> but they're standing there with the person he's bluffing right in front of him, and it's the, the person he's bluffing that says, okay, call it off. Right, and so they're they're playing chicken there, and Kirk still has room to blink. Um, it's just that the other person blinks first. And in this one, it's not that game. It's not a game of chicken because the other side doesn't know what's happening. Um, and so I think that's a good distinction between what is usually happening here, where Kirk is using it as a bluff, versus here's the actual button. All you have to do is press it, and he doesn't want to do that. Right. Still, I, that level of hesitancy is not what we usually yeah, see. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't seem. It, it felt off to me because he is pretty high level. Like we can't do that. Rather than just like I want to try some other stuff first. Like like I I don't know. I just it, it didn't feel right to me for the character, and I was like, right. Mm. Like yeah, I get I what you're saying, and it, it does it does yes, but uh, yeah, I just felt like because I really do think at the end of the day, like Kirk would rather the ship be destroyed than for aliens to have it. I thought like, that was always like Starfleet's prerogative. I think Picard would want that. I think More Kirk than Kirk. Because it's just an other... I really think he would. There's a lot of times that aliens get control of the TOS Enterprise. Let's put that yeah. out there. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I'm honestly a little surprised a few times. about There's that. only a few <laughs> times in that where he tries to... Uh, blow it up to, to bluff yeah. his way out of it yeah um that's true they needed other storylines <laughs> yeah so <laughs> uh, okay so they're they've they've decided they're not blow- well kirk's decided they're not blowing up the ship so they're gonna have to try some other stuff and so they decide that they're gonna exploit the newly found humanity of the aliens well, who are that, usually squids <laughs> yeah before that they they get across the galaxy barrier again which is cool and, and Chekhov, Chekhov has a Kirk moment in his delivery where he goes, we made it. <laughs> <laughs> then they turn him into a cube. Okay, yeah, then they, I did kind of enjoy and the, the crew becoming cubes. We have the most giant game of D&D of all time with our new <laughs> 20-sided die. <laughs> I was trying to figure out. You're like, not they're, wrong. They're, non, they're not non-regular. Um, Are they 12-sided die? No, well, they're not die because they're they're non-regular. Um, they're square faces and then triangle faces, so they're not a, not a regular. Uh, okay, well, still cool yeah they are still be cool. fun though um and what are they made of that they can crumble like that it, i thought it was like a bath salt maybe no i mean it looks it looks like some sort of i mean it could have been asbestos frankly or <laughs> something oh, there's like, some sort like, of mineral what's some stuff sort of you like put plants pumice, in right pumice or like any sort of um like a sponge you know any, any sort yeah. of dried thing like that it could have been many things that's yeah. stuff you the put one, the plants they in are pretty cool it, like though. crumbles the one that they crush is clearly a different material than the ones that they just set around um, mm-hmm. because when they, mm. when he goes to crush it, it, it clearly, they've swapped out a different prop in his hand. Um, and it's, yeah, I'm not sure how many they have, because I think the most they ever have on screen is that time in the hallway. There might be like six or seven. There's yeah. a bunch of them um, in the hallway. Yeah. 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 So yeah. they're cool props and, though. 
I agree. And I will say, I did like Kirk's survivor guilt here. It's very spot on. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. For for the whole I was... Like the the crew, like the crew that they choose it, like keeping Scotty, I guess makes sense in case in case engines, everything's yeah. go wrong, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure keeping bones makes sense. Like I guess they're they're not used to dealing with human bodies, but I feel yeah. like they wouldn't worry about that. I don't know that that would be a thing they would be concerned. I think about the worry yet. would be that maybe they that Kirk and Scotty get sick, you know, and maybe? then they need bones to to heal to help them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just they, it well, seemed a little. What's their plan? Are they pl- uh, gonna breed the their crew? Because like yeah, that's the plan. Because Scott... it's gonna take okay. three hundred years to get. So they're to gonna breed, breed like Kirk and no, Bones no, I, too. I, I I don't think so. I I think only. Oh, I don't think their no. Crew. I don't think yeah. like their cr- only their crew. Yeah, only their. Okay, crew. so so Bones like like Scotty, they're gonna die out, and they presume eventually they'll pass their knowledge. Yeah, to them. yeah. Okay, yeah, right. I think so. It is, that makes it is, sense. It is a, um, you know, when you talk about a generation ship, though, um, it is the case that you would tend to have a bit more genetic diversity in it. Um, yeah, there don't seem to be a lot of people, which is yeah. a problem. Well, what, like four? Yeah. They only I, show four. I Well, I think on the planet there are more. Yeah. There were more than just the, the, the four, but not much more, though. Okay. Which is not really feasible. I agree. I, I figured that they were journey. implying that they were just such different creatures, like genetic diversity didn't matter or something. Maybe well, but they've made themselves human. I mean, they've made themselves human, yeah. So right. they, yeah, so they do have those, oh, yeah, which is a whole other a, thing. Well, wait, how can they breed as human? The regular well, way? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, are they not going to be squids then when they well, go so back? Well, so that's, that's Kirk's yeah, argument that at the end. Yeah, that was kind of the, right? That's yeah. the, the long play argument is, look, you've already changed in a way that, like, when you get back, you're already 300 years away from where you started and now you're going to be another 300 and when you get back you're going to be alien to your your species well your your descendants Um, are yeah yeah your descendants are um and that's a good again it's another one of these like good sci-fi seeds in this story of you know when you have when you talk about this long-term space travel um you're not going back to the same place um right your descendants aren't frankly but I think the pacing on this too, this is, I'm I'm sitting down trying to remember like what things we've talked about and what we haven't. Um, I both, the pacing on this made it feel like in a good way that it, that I think it had already been a longer episode than it was. Mm. That about 30 or so minutes in, I was like, is this almost over? Like they must be getting ready to wrap it up. Um, And then I was like, oh, there's still like 15, 20 minutes minutes left. Um, it almost feels like this could have been the plot of a movie, frankly. That um, oh, it has good suspense. Um, there's weaker movies they made than the plot of this episode. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the first Star Trek movie. <laughs> I like uh, the motion picture. I know you did, and we we do not agree. <laughs> but okay, to be fair though, there's less plot in the motion picture than there is in this. That's what I'm that. saying. Yeah, like like I mean, even if you think it's good. We just not. It's still less. So, guys, can I just say that like six plates of the food cubes appear? <laughs> you know There's I so love many... the food cubes. Yeah, the food cubes. Okay, but also, all right, all right. Okay, guys, we're in the cafeteria. Bones has a cup, and you know we agreed that therefore Bones drinks. 
Yeah, that is fair. <laughs> so That's we fair. can That's safely fair. assume that he That's has fair. bourbon or whatever, which is great because then he goes to practice medicine. So that makes me happy. <laughs> um, also, Bones is... Oh, sorry. We're going to talk, Paul? Well, I think in the cafeteria, right? Maybe maybe that's where you're going next. But I think that the dialogue between Kirk and Bones and Bones saying, like, why didn't you blow up the ship? Um, I thought that was great, right? That, like, Bones is super frustrated and then Kirk is super frustrated. Um, and then the other alien comes in. But I, I thought that whole conversation with them was really good. Oh, I love that. And then the, like, uh, uh, freaking Kirk's passive aggressive. He's like, what was your suggestion, Doctor? Why don't you go help him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's you so do it. Passive aggressive, and then I don't want to do it. Bones is so sarcastic. The aliens like that's quite good. And Bones, I'm delighted. Yeah, that was a good. That was a good read. He's like, he's just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't care about you. And then the, the next one he has, if he keeps reacting like that, he's gonna need a diet. I had to pause it and laugh. <laughs> oh, guys, that made me really uh, happy. I love that cafeteria scene. I could watch that scene like all day and all night. It is. I, I, I love that they have three plans in parallel. At me least, too. right? Um, that Scotty's plan is to just get this one alien drunk, right? <laughs> which he succeeds which, at. How is but that then fails, not Bones' right? plan? Yeah, how is that not Bones' plan? Right, which which he succeeds at eventually, but then he passes out. Right, he is ninety nine point nine percent to the Scotty's way Scotty's plan. This plan. Scotty's plan. I'm just like I'm like you don't. You don't have to drink. Why are, yeah, yeah, why yeah. are you drinking? Well, it's because like, have he was a drink or so. If he was saving like that, no. If, no, like drink the scotch, but like up until that point, he didn't need to be going drink for drink with this alien. There was no the reason. Argument, I think the argument was that all of these were like things in his reserve. And so there was probably a part of it that was like, oh, well, I just want to pour myself a glass. Yeah. But I think the <laughs> argument is racism, right? Like, well, they're yeah. like, it's against like. Yeah, like my Scottish people, people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. they they even have the music. Like, oh yeah, to, yeah. I mean his to, like, room too. That. Well, and everything in Scotty's room is Scottish. <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah, over yeah. the top. The like it's just like the yeah, over just, the top. <laughs> my ancestors are crying. <laughs> like, <laughs> it then, is. It's a lot. <laughs> so then you have McCoy's. Plan. Wait, 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 wait. Can we oh, also sorry. just say before we go from there that I really think they both should have died of alcohol poisoning. If they, oh, yeah. if they both, mm-hmm. if they drink Hardcore. like three multi-liter bottles of liquor, shouldn't they be dead? Yeah. Or Scotty's more of an alcoholic than we knew. Like, cause. Yeah. Or, I mean, or McCoy just finds them and, you know, or they just sit there and vomit for a few hours and. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah, but three bottles of liquor? Between the two of them. And I mean, the, fr- the, the first <laughs> ones, it's hard to say how much, what the proof of any of those were. Um, True. Okay, it, I can, scotch like, is at least the presumably scotch. scotch. But the other ones... <laughs> Alright, let's say they're yes. seltzer. It still seems like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> or like, I, what, does, like a Rattler? I think the, the first, first one he calls is a brandy, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a Saurian brandy, I think. This is one of the many times where Saurian brandy... And Saurian brandy, brandy yeah. is always served in like that... Um, Bottle yeah, shit like that. I like the bottles, like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I think they have like one Saurian brandy bottle in props. <laughs> yep, probably. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, so we did Scotty. Who's next? So, so McCoy's plan, right? Kurt. Is to just like keep injecting this guy with okay, uh, like uppers. Okay, <laughs> what, what so is... like, like here's where I wanted to talk about shots. Is the point that um, 
he's only bothering the guy with um, the the shot, like whatever's in the shot, or is the point also that the shot hurts? No, I think I don't think it hurts. I no. think that whatever he's injecting him with, which I read was like is an irritant, whatever. Like I think it's just that. I think it's more that, like, you have to keep coming in for these shots, which is annoying, and, like, they also are making you annoyed. Like, so I think it was just a combination of, these are, yeah, it, you have to do this a lot, of, and he, also. He implied that it was something that was just going to keep him on edge, right? Like, frankly, yeah. one read is that it could just be, like, high-dose caffeine, frankly. Yeah. Um, that is something that is going to stop him from, you know doing his regular work and, and put him on edge, which is what he becomes irritated. Right. And if you just sit down and drink like a few pots of coffee, as an example, you're going to get pretty irritated. Um, and so that plan kind of works, I guess. Like, well, it makes him over the top to the point where he can't function. Like he gets confined to quarters. He gets confined to quarters, but like for now, and then he's going to be in quarters and not get any more injections. And then he's going to return to normal and be like, what was that doctor doing? That must have been weird. Like, so that plan is maybe maybe about the same level of success as Scotty's plan. Yeah, but honestly, that's a very McCoy plan. It is a very McCoy plan. And then we get to the kirkiest plan of all time. (laughs) (laughs) Seduction. I love the line in there where she's like, oh, you're trying to seduce me. I, I love yeah. that his eyes widen, and yeah. he's just like, what? He's like, you're not supposed to make the subtext text. <laughs> what are you doing? I just like that he's so offended that she's just like, oh, that was interesting, and like, whatever. That he like he is going to like go nurse her he's, ego? He's so, yeah, he's like, wait, wait a second. That's, that's not, that's not. Why is this not working? <laughs> I thought it was very, very much Star Trek poking fun at its own cliches. Yeah, I think which it I, is. I loved. It that. was hilarious. I really enjoyed it because Kirk uh, have, meeting a woman who doesn't care about him is just great. I love it. Well, it and happens. I loved her. She is great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like she's a great character. Yeah, everything about yeah. her from from that scene to from like the the seducing to her just to the guy commander being like, "You can't tell me what to do." Why are you? And she asks. She's like, "Did you ask the uh, tell the other crew yeah. this, mm-hmm. yeah. right?" Yeah. And then and then she's like, "Like they don't call it out as sexism, but the, that's but all." But yeah. but what she and she's mm-hmm. and she's basically like, she's like, "I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm gonna do what I yeah. want." Yeah, there's I love yeah. Her. That is such a well written scene between them, and and the you know that that argument between them, which is yeah. like, yeah, there's no way to make that more text without making it text. <laughs> um, it's it's a good it's a good scene. Yeah, I love her. She's probably one of like my top five women. She's up there with like Edith Keeler for me. <laughs> and uh Reyna, the robot. This is this is a, a DC Fontana episode, right? Yeah. She didn't originally write it, but she punched it up the, after okay. yeah. Well she, yeah she I, had, I was reading final. that that this came out of a lot of sources, right? That it was originally yeah. a Roddenberry idea and then it was a somebody else rewrote it and then somebody else yeah and um, then it was too it was too much too dark, tortury and yeah. terrible and they were like hey dc vandana can you make this actually filmable yeah. yeah and her and she being awesome was like yeah of course so which again i think that this that you could have rewritten this with a little more in the middle into a movie into a very watchable movie mm-hmm. um with 
you know, a lot of these same implications. You, it, and, and that lets you fill out the cast, right? You get a larger crew of these people. That would um, be cool. Those sorts of mm-hmm. things. You have more of them. More backstory. The yeah. More... Uh, some kind of a side story, uh, a B-plot about how some of the aliens, like, don't want to go back to Andromeda because... Ooh, I like that a lot. Ooh, yeah. you could start mm-hmm. on their world with them, like, escaping it and then, like, all the stuff going down. Well, but it's but, yeah, it's different. Yeah, but it's right? generation it's their ships. Right? So it's, yeah. yeah, it's their grandparents that were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. but then yeah, it, I, I, yeah there could be a faction that doesn't want to go back. Yeah, those are always the most interesting episodes, right? Where you have some part of a group that has a different ideology than another part of a group. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. But yeah, if if you also painted this much more in that gray, they come off as somewhat gray. But I think they're written too heavy at the front end, where he's just like, "We're conquerors. Yeah. We conquer." Like that's it. That's what we do. Um, yeah, it's kind of. I, I wish there was more, you know, chips in that early, because that's they kind of get to that at the end of like, well, you could do different things. You could talk to the Federation, and if there was some yeah. hesitancy early, of like, well, this yeah, is just if there what was we a, do. because they have that conversation early on where Kirk is like, they have the, the conversation, conversation can twice. help you. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the first time it does not work at all, and the second time they're like, well, maybe we could do that instead. Yeah. So, I, like, it, yeah, it's there could have been a moment in that early conversation where Kirk is first like, the Federation will help you find a planet to settle. Like, we can help you do that, and there could have been like a moment of like, well, but well, our 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 culture is not that and we must do what our culture or even if it was like a a a trust thing that like we've taken over other galaxies and like they've been burned by trusting other species yeah and like and like your federation is untrustworthy or something and then they slowly Mm. are like well maybe this is different maybe this is different than all the other times would be a really good arc in that too which again with another half hour of runtime in this i you could probably get a lot of those seeds out this would be a this Mm -hmm. would be a fun one um, also, because we we missed one of the plans, um, Spock's plan, which is kind of oh, oh, yeah. Is, Kirk. yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of with Kirk, though. Yeah, it's kind of the yeah, same. They like, they always operate as like a they're pair. playing. Yeah, they're but playing still those both chess sides scenes. of that. Yeah, the chess scene was. Gr- I really liked the chess scene a it's, lot. It's I, I, where, especially like, because it ends with checkmate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that they had three dimensional uh, checkers there too? No, four-dimensional checkers. Yeah, it's in the background of a few scenes, and during the fight scene, Kirk gets slammed into a a, one of them on a table, so it like (laughs) destroys the board. The checkers go everywhere. I I don't think I've ever seen that in any other episode. They always have the uh, chess. Chess. But I don't think I've ever seen because it got destroyed in this episode. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, and also Bones plays space solitaire with the circle cards. I don't know what episode we saw that again. We only see the the space solitaire a couple times. The circle cards, yeah. (laughs) Um, That's how you know the cards are from space. (laughs) Yeah, circles. (laughs) You know, I think Spock's plan is very much just what Spock would be doing. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like, I'm, I'm not sure games. he's even really he's doing much. He's just mind games. Um, yeah, he's just he's just manipulating heads. and like mm-hmm. winning at chess. Well, he's, That's he's, what he's also, best at. He's not even really manipulating much, right? He's just kind of being Spock and earning this guy's <laughs> trust in a logical way. Mm-hmm. Just like, right. yeah, you know, I'm gonna play it's chess with you. Spock. I'm gonna talk to you about what's happening, and like, <laughs> in a rational way, his argument is a good rational argument, and mm-hmm. the guy starts to see hey, it. You're not so. wrong. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those, like, then, the best plan is kind of not a plan when you're dealing with Spock. It's true. And it works. It's great. Then what's-his-face gets all jealousy, and then they get into a fight. 
Oh my god. That that homoerotic fight scene. With Spock and Bones just watching like this, just what and the and and her and what's her face also just kind of standing there off to the side, not doing or saying anything. So awkward, you guys. It is so uncomfortable to watch. Like I could see, like if if like Spock and Bones are over there, and Spock and Bones starts to try to help, and and Spock's just like, no, let him do this. (laughs) Like that, that's fine. But like the woman just kind of, yeah, the woman just kind of standing there watching. I'm like. Because shouldn't she at least be like, hey, stop it. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah, with her well, outspoken personality, you would yeah, think what like, she'd do. I think they're all relatively surprised, right? That And, and she's largely surprised that like this is a thing that mm. that the commander would do. This right. is very non... Um, I guess not Calvin. Yeah, not um, Calvin. That... Yeah, I think I think it's more expected from like Spock and Bones. Like this is kind of Kirk's plan yes, is to we make do him this mad enough week. to like, um, yeah, like I'm sure they're just kind of like, oh my god, one more time. But yeah, yeah this she, is she, Kirk's she, push to like push yeah. him over the edge, and like mm-hmm. they recognize yeah. that, and yeah, I, I think she's just surprised by it. I have a question. The question is this: I forgot their names were the Kelvins. Um, is that what? Uh, the ship in the reboot for Star Trek is named for? It's the USS Calvin. Uh, no. No, it's it's not named for that them. And it's not spelled the same either. Yeah. It's not an Easter egg? No. No, it's No, oh, but I want I would be the best at designing these things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes me sad. Missed opportunity Star Trek reboots. <laughs> I'm sure they care what we think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure they do. All right. Well, anyway, they all become friends in the end. Yeah, uh, for, I've summarized the pretty, end pretty, pretty quickly too. It's a pretty quick wrap up. Yeah, they it's, just it's kind in of... that spirit of you know they do this a lot where they yeah. burn a lot of the runtime and then they only have a minute or two left. Again, I think they fill the runtime in this well. I don't think there's much filler or missed opportunities in that. Um, it just feels like they could have used another half hour. Um, I agree. But yeah, they wrap it quick. Well, and everybody is is still a cube. <laughs> well, they presumably turn them all back. Kirk has that line at some point, right? Yeah. Because Scotty keeps saying, "Why don't we keep trying to destroy that thing?" And I, I think does, he has a line like, "We need the thing to turn them back into." Yeah, and like, he's not wrong. Like, he, it, yeah. their skeleton crew and, can't fly the ship home, for example. Well, and they'd also all just be cubes, <laughs> right? They need this device, yeah. and it, presumably to get back through the barrier, um, they also need it as well. So, Yeah, yeah. I also but, am not 100% sure why the Kelvins need the Enterprise crew to get through the barrier. Like, Was that Chekhov's navigating? The, in case the ship acts in ways so. they don't expect, I would presume, right? That that's that, the place okay. where things could still go wrong, right? That there's probably still much yeah, greater chance going through the barrier that something happens and they need a whole bunch of people to fix it. Um, okay. I, I, I can argument. buy that that argument. I can buy that. And that's once they're fine. through I the just... barrier, it's just smooth sailing the rest of the way. So Okay. Because it did destroy I... their ship. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. It destroyed their ship, so. Which is why All they're right. so close to the barrier. Yeah. Uh, that's that a good point, presumably. I, I guess, yeah, I didn't think about how close they might be to the edge of the galaxy when they find them. Which but... just, like, does the Enterprise just, like, hang out near the edge of the galaxy a lot? Because sure like several it. times they're, like, at the edge of the galaxy. That's just, that's their route. 
Because that is far from where we are. Yeah. And, yeah. (laughs) I mean, relatively speaking, though, I mean, we're pretty close to the edge. I mean, relatively speaking. Relatively speaking. (laughs) It still seems like it'd be a while. But, I mean, like like more than a five-year mission. Maybe not. I mean, like, well, I'm just thinking when Voyager gets stranded in the Delta Quadrant, how long it takes... Like, it was going to be, what, 90 years or something to get back? 70, I think. It's going to be, like, 70. Like, that's a long time. Mm-hmm. It is a long time. And that's why there's seven seasons of that show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love that show. God, I love it. Show, I do right? as well. I really love Voyager. Uh, all right. I... Are we good? I mean, I think so. I, I don't have anything else. Paul? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot in here, but... It's good. Yeah, we covered it's it. It's good. Like, yeah, yeah, I think yeah it's a d- it. it's a solid episode for one that I have no memory of. Yeah, exactly. Same here. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I'll go to two messages. So straightforward conquering slash bullying is not the best means because peaceful relations are so a straightforward. We can all live peacefully together. Episode. There's room for everyone. You guys can care. Sure. <laughs> Con- conquering bad. Con- conquering bad. <laughs> But then my favorite Totalitarianism one, yeah. Guys, another humans are special with their senses and feelings, blah, 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 and human emotions and senses Gross. save the day. Oh, there <laughs> is a weird, yeah, there is a weird <laughs> line, like, hidden in there towards the end, and I forget who has it, Um, but something about that, like, it, it's that same sort of, like, it, it's when they're trying to figure all this out. It actually might be in the, the, um, the scene where they're eating, um, it might be, yeah, where they talk about like, it seems like they're superior because they don't have emotions and they exactly. stopped doing something else. I forget. Spock says that. Yeah, yeah. Which is that same sort of read that they have. I think it's the chess game. It might be, but yeah, it's it's one of those weird lines that gets embedded in a lot of these episodes. That you know, to become, to like, essentially changes the species you have to give up all these sorts of things and all these human trappings which is which is integral to oh, this yeah. plot but it's yeah that's kind of a, a huge underpinning of tos yeah. like in yeah. general and we say it again but then in the at the end of the day it's always the like human feelings that win win the day well it's the human feelings that win here to defeat a species so it, in, in essence right it's also saying that this other this other species is defeated by human feelings that like, it's the thing right. that destroys their species essentially. Yeah. Um, so you could, you could flip it the other side and say that those things are horrible because <laughs> they destroy this, the species, uh, sort of uniqueness by, by bringing them into to humanity essentially. So I guess, although I think with their like conquering persona, we're not meant to sympathize with them as squids. Yeah. I kind of, maybe that's one of the things in this, that I was getting at earlier, that I, I wish there was more runtime here so that you could sympathize, sympathize with them with more. Them. Yeah. That that there was more put on making them gray, of saying, hey, look, we crashed here, but we want to go home, and we, well, we also want to conquer you, but we want to go home, or whatever. So Yeah, and you're not wrong. Um, and I actually only had one other message, and it's kind of um, uh, like very wishy-washy. Um, there might be like a light, suicide isn't the answer message, um, with Kirk being unwilling to blow up the ship, um, a message we don't often see in Star Trek, and which, it, um, like at least in like the sixth movie, is really dwelt on uh, with McCoy um, assisting his father uh, in death. 
Well, yeah, there's a different side of that too of like the live to fight another day, which is right. doesn't come up that much in Trek. Um, again, usually because yeah, usually because the, the thinking about blowing up the ship as a bluff, I think. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is not a thing that usually happens, that Kirk has a chance to blow up the ship and he doesn't. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> In terms of how powerful these people are, or how much of a threat they are to the Enterprise, which is, again, kind of the... They have alien powers, right, if they can change shapes? Well, but they also, I mean, they, they clearly have advanced tech beyond a lot of... Um... Yeah, that's true, too. Like, so are I they a regular human or are they an alien power? No, no, I think, I think we're they, talking they about... they get like, pushed up like alien I, yeah, I'm powers. Looking at, like, I think we're up there towards like a magmar, you know, in that zone that we've been kind of mining for a while. Um, oh, I don't know that I'd put them as high as magmar. Like the providers, have, like, right? They can't, they can't make things appear and stuff. Like I wouldn't put them above like Apollo who can just bring stuff out of mm, the ether. Yeah, Apollo's like, crazy. Um, but they could seemingly teleport anywhere they want. Um... I I might put them closer to like. Well, can they teleport wherever they want, or does the Enterprise beam them up? No, no, they're not. Those aren't Enterprise beams, right? They're just teleporting in anywhere they want. Yeah, oh, it's yeah, a different yeah, sound yeah. effect, da, da, da. right? Yeah, it's you're, not the, you're like, right. You're right. It's not yeah, the yeah. vroom vroom vroom. It's yeah, the, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. A hundred percent. Which like... is something we see in in a handful of other um, people are higher up here. Right. Yeah. I might I might put them near like the providers or something. Yeah. But I, I mean, not as high not as high as, as Magmar and Sylvia and stuff. Or like Dila and the Scalosians, right? We we talk about them a lot. Uh, they have, yeah, they might be close to Dila and the Scalosians. But you think they they're more dangerous device. than the Vians? In the empath? Vians are just Yeah, they're kinda of in that same ballpark, right? The Vians only have a garage door opener and these people only have this box on their That's belt. true. A garage I put door them opener. around <laughs> Yeah, I put them around the Vians. Um so, I put them so, like maybe one step above the Vians. Right below the companion. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. I, again, this I is a place it. where I think this part of the list is Weirdly one step ordered. up or down does not yeah. matter because yeah, they're all they're so all kinda... so similar. Um yeah. Yeah. Ooh, cool. I like it. We're gonna put them there. There they go. It's being typed <laughs> as we speak. <laughs> cool. Uh, bingo time. Time. Cliche bingo? bingo. Okay. So I did have in my notes that there were a lot of cliches. Yeah. Um, there were. There really are. There really were. Like, um, uh, there is um, the captain's log. I'm sure there's a recurring actor. Uh, Nurse Chapel appears. Um. Uh, uh. Oh my gosh. Um. Kirk makes out with a babe. Um. Bones drinks, as we said. <laughs> is he is has a cup. <laughs> Scotty. We don't have a square for Scotty referencing like his history or his, his um, No. Uh, that's that, unfortunate. Yeah, because <laughs> that, that is another cliche. Yeah. Um. I'm not sure if uh. Um. Scotty being the most Scottish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Like Chekhov being Russian. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the Chekhov saying the Russians did this and then Scotty talking about his heritage are kind of in that same zone. But anyway, there's a lot in there. Yeah, there's a, oh, um, a, a mind meld. Um, I'm sure Spock says fascinating or um, uh, interesting. I was pleased. I'm not sure if it's enough. I guess it's going to depend how the card aligns, like how life aligns. 
Yeah. <laughs> what are you saying, Chelsea? Yes, no. Uh, I guess I'll say yes because I'm in a fit of optimism. Wow. Okay, then I'll say no. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I'm really uh, yeah, marking you... it up today. <laughs> oh, wait, were there clarifiers? No, no clarifiers today. Um, I, like I actually, you reminded me of the bones drinks agreement, so I had to <laughs> add that one. Real quick. Um, <laughs> But uh, uh, yes. no other than that, uh, we are one away. Mm. What did we need? That that's what I would have guessed. Yeah, we need we need to do her uh, to say hailing frequency. Oh, and she's close because they do talk and about communication. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but it but doesn't happen. But there, yeah, there is a whole lot in this episode though. Like just on the sheet, Spock says fascinating. The red shirt dies. Oh, the They're trapped shirt. on the planet for a little yeah. while. There's captain's log. The title of the episode is said twice oh, yeah. in a row. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kirk makes out. Uh, Vulcan mind meld. Bones drinks. Nurse chapel. Recurring actor. And then the bridge shakes, but that wasn't on the sheet. So, um, But yeah, there's a whole bunch. There is a whole bunch. I forgot bunch about that bridge shake. Sure. Yeah. I, and it was a good yeah. one too. <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty good bridge shake. It is. It is a pretty good one. I thought yeah. Kirk might use that as a way to like tackle the guy or something, right? That would have been another. Very it would have been. It would have been very It's like, no, not, not, let's not blow it up. Let's just take advantage of this bridge shake that we do all the time and we're accustomed to. <laughs> yeah. I liked the, um, the, um, lady, uh, 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 Calvin in that scene. She like, kind of, she's like grips and is like, ah! <laughs> like a roller coaster. <laughs> Love a bridge shake. Okay. Shall okay. We, we have to guess. Uh, how many do we have left? Like 10? Something like 10. Uh, yeah. Are we down Something to like, like 10, a one yeah. in 10 chance? Okay. No, uh, what was this, 66? So we're down to like a dozen or so, 14. Yeah, something like that. I'm still right. saying Space Seed, riding that, that one to death. I really want it to be the Galileo 7. <laughs> no prizes awarded. Uh, Damn it! Uh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> All right, a mock time. Private Little War. Still nothing. Okay, okay. Last, okay, so I think last me. week we were able to get rid of everything except what it was. Yeah, like so, except for the one. Um, I mean, uh, eye mud. We have not had an eye mud yet, so. Uh, I guess. Um, uh, Charlie X? Bright You've got to be kidding me. Chelsea is usually the <laughs> one that says Brighton Circuses. I already said Spacey. The Enterprise didn't. <laughs> What's left? Uh, the Tholian Web? There you go! Okay. Oh. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I thought we'd done that one. No, we've nope. done uh, the Game Series of Triskelion, which is... Triskelion, yeah. But yeah. no, we are... Well, in name only. Season... By any other name. Season... Yeah, season three, episode nine, The Tholian Web, awesome. with Captain Kirk and the derelict USS Defiant apparently lost. The Enterprise grapples with an insanity causing plague and an attack by the Tholians. Huh. Okay, oh, I, I vaguely remember this web. one. And I love when the Tholian Web, what does it come back in? Is it Discovery? I do not remember. I think it is Because Discovery. I don't remember anything anymore. Um... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so uh, oh, yeah, dear they got their, their biohazard suits in this one. Yes, it's okay. very fun. <laughs> fun and Kirk, Kirk disappears. Cool. Oh, and well, Bones and Spock become super friends. Well, you have so much to look forward to, listener. Um, and so do we when we watch the episode. Uh, don't forget, you can follow us on your social media of choice, 3DBeamUp, Batbeam3. You'll find us. It's not hard. Uh, and you can email us at info at 3DBeamUp.com and say hi and all that jazz. And don't forget to watch Tholian Web in time for our next podcast. See you then.